Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coastline Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message will equip, encourage, and edify you in your journey of life. We'd love to connect with you. Please email us at info at coastlinecc.org. And for more information about our church and our services, visit coastlinecc.org. Now let's open our hearts and open God's Word. So we'll jump right into it. My, my name is Donald Savini. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm the pastor uh, of Coastline Baptist Church. My wife, Marissa, this was from last Easter. So the kids are actually a little bit bigger now. Seth's hair is a lot shorter too, right? Uh, that's my oldest right there next to me. My oldest son, Donald, he's a, a sixth grader at Maddox. He's just started middle school this year. Ugh, like I'm feeling old, man. And, uh, we, we, and uh, then we got Seth right next to my wife. He's our, our nine-year-old son uh, with special needs. He has nonverbal autism uh, with sensory processing disorder. And uh, he's just sweet. Listen, you get close enough to him, he's going to sit in your lap. So just take it. Don't try to fight it. He's the sweetest kid ever. And uh, obviously, you can tell he hates haircuts. So, but we got him on before school started. He's uh, in third grade over at Emmy Smalls um, in the special needs program. Then Charlie, right there in the middle. Charlie's our little sporty guy. He's our little stud muffin. And uh, he is uh, in second grade uh, as well. He's seven years old. And then little baby Brady started kindergarten this year. Thank you so much for doing that because it's emotional. My wife, my, you should have seen her on kindergarten day. They both got on the bus and then she's, we're right at the bus door and she says, bye Brady. And he stops up at the top of the steps and turns around and waves, bye mommy. And she's, ah, she was losing it. And, uh, but he's, he, then he, now he just wants to go to school, which hurts even more, you know. He was my little buddy. Um, but that's my family and God brought us to the Cape three years ago. Uh, my wife and I uh, are native New England. We grew up in Western Mass. Um, we grew up together, and uh, yeah, she was my like, first crush ever, and it actually worked, you know, so hey, it can happen, all right? And, uh, and, uh, but then uh, her family moved out to the Cape probably about 15 years ago now, Mom, 14 years ago, and it was right when she was getting ready to go to college, so she didn't move out here. We went to college, we got married when we were 20 years old, we've been married 12 years, and, uh, and, and had all these kids, and I was a youth pastor in Michigan. Uh, I worked for my youth pastor. I was there for, from, from 2012 all the way up till um, almost 2019, kind of the end of 2018. And that, the last year in Michigan, um, we had come back for, I think it was Alex's graduation. Alex is our usher back here. Alex, wave at us. Alex is, is uh, graduate high school. Oh, how many years ago was that now, Mom? Five. And, uh, and, and we came back from Michigan for that graduation. And while we were here on Cape, just spending time with family, you know, we didn't have any family in Michigan, and we would travel once a year back. And uh, I was here, and I went to church with them, and, and uh, we had a good time. And as we were leaving the Cape, we, we were over at um, one of the Dennis beaches at that little cafe that used to be there. And I just remember we were getting ready to head back to Western Mass to say goodbye and then drive 11 hours back to Michigan, which was like enough to make me want to just hurl. It was awful. And I said, uh, I remember standing there on the beach looking at the water and just said, Lord, if you ever, if you ever call us anywhere else, happen to be here. He, call, he brought us to Michigan. And, and we served our purpose there, and God used us and, and, and taught us so much. And I remember sitting there, and, and I didn't want to leave. The kids had spent time with their grandparents, and Seth, my boy Seth, we had gone out to Skakit Beach, and the tide was way out, and, and with his sensory processing disorder, all that stuff, he was just running through the puddles and splashing, and I was just, it was such an emotional time, that trip for us, thinking, man, he's just doing so good here. He's with his uncles. Uh, Dan is, is my brother-in-law, the one that did the announcements, and they're holding hands on the beach and running through the puddles, and I'm like, man, I, I didn't want to leave. And I loved my job. But I said, Lord, if you call us, help it to be somewhere here. So on that drive home, that long drive home, I felt something in my heart begin to change. I'd never wanted to pastor. 
And beyond that, I never wanted to plant a church. I thought it was just going to be too difficult, especially with four kids, with a son with autism. I'm like, we couldn't do that. And God said, I want you to plant a church in the Cape. And I said, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, you know. And, and he kept pressing me, and we prayed and prayed and prayed and sought counsel. And I called my brother-in-law. He hasn't been in here. He's helping with the kids' class. My brother-in-law, Joel, was living in Indiana. I called him, and uh, I said, Joel, I want to talk about something. We were talking about the Patriots and the Red Sox and, and how we hated being in the Midwest. We wished we were back in New England. And out of the blue, he said, Donald, he said, I think we should move back to the Cape and start a church. And I said, that's what I was calling you about, man. And, and from that time, from that time forward, God just began to open doors. We traveled a year. We moved from Michigan the end of 2018 and traveled the country. My wife and our four boys traveled all across the country to churches all across the USA saying, hey, we're starting a church in the Cape. Would you like to help us? Would you like to support us? And in less than a year, we got everything that we needed. We came out. We didn't have a house to live in out here. We didn't know where we were going to live. And God opened a door through a mutual friend of my mother-in-law's uh, with a beautiful house right in West Yarmouth. And, and we got there, and it was a great price. And we, the week, week before we moved, the week before we moved, God gave us a house. And each step of the way, he's done something. We started our church in that house. I, I was going to take a picture of it and, or post a picture of it, but uh, just us in, a, in the in-law apartment of our, of our house. And there's just probably 15 of us there and having a good time. This is my dog probably in there as well. He had to run in once in a while. And we were there. Then COVID came, 2020, slowed us down a lot. We, did, we made it through. We survived. And then we were over at the Calvary Chapel building right in South Yarmouth. It was empty, and they let us use it for four or five months. And God brought us some visitors at that time. And we found this building during lockdown. And I remember looking through the windows. A realtor mentioned, I looked through these windows. Everything was locked, and it was ugly in here. I'm telling you, it was nasty. No floors. Okay, no paint. This wall is about to crash in. That was a single ugly door. There was no classrooms at all. The bathrooms were a mess. The building, the paint job was hideous. But I said, God could use this place. Man, God could use this place. And we spent probably eight, nine months trying to get a hold of the landlord to, to figure out some kind of deal. We finally got a hold of her in December of 2020, signed the lease in March of 2021. Got our keys, got to work, spent about nine months working, 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 working. Tried to get our permits through the town. That was a tough deal for a minute. Figured out that. Got our permits for occupancy in a March or in April of, of this year. And have just been slowly adding to it, uh, making things look as good as we can. And I believe it looks so much better than when we started. And God just blessed it so much. And, um, and here we are, Open House Sunday. Kind of our first big push sent up those mailers, and it means so much. Thank you for clapping. Someone's over there clapping. Yes, thank you. Listen, I'll tell you, and it's been our team. It's been our team. We have so many that help. Eduardo in the back's been taking pictures, and Noah's helped so much. Shy, uh, my mother-in-law's helped so much. All of our team members, uh, Dan, I mentioned as well, Mercy, she was out there with their kids greeting everybody coming in. Wasn't that awesome? I love that. We got people out there working right now, and, and uh, man, I'm just so glad that you could come today, um, and, and I, I'm glad that you gave us a shot. Um, listen, I know that God, God has already done great things. God was doing great things for us in the in-law apartment. So I know that, that he's going to continue to do wonderful things here in this place as he already has. We baptized four uh, last month. Right out here in the lobby, got a portable hot tub, heated it up, baptized four. It was awesome. Wasn't that a great day? It was awesome. We've seen people give their hearts to Christ. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Some of them are in this room right now. And we've just seen lives change. We've seen... Uh, people give their hearts to Jesus and find hope, and, and it's going to continue to be that way. And those who are guests today, we, we hope that you'll give us another shot. Uh, this, this Sunday, we, we, I told our team as we were getting ready, you know, honestly, it's kind of like a regular Sunday. We're gonna, we have a special brunch uh, from Lambert's uh, Fruit in, in Centerville. Out, out there. We don't do that every week, but we do have refreshments. It's kind of a typical Sunday. We worship together. 
Um, we have a message. We have kids class. But we just want to let you know that we're here. And not just here to, um, you know, to have big days and to get people in the seats, but we're here because we care. Um, because we care. That's why we started the church. Uh, that's, why, that's why we came. I, I love being the pastor of this church. Has it had its ups and downs and challenges? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to take all the time to talk about those because God's been faithful, but I love being a pastor on Cape Cod. I mean, it's, I've had so many people tell me when we were traveling the country, like, that's going to be a tough area. I'm like, hey, thanks for the, uh, for the encouragement. Really, that's real nice. I'm like, yeah. You know, it's just really expensive to live out there. I'm like, oh, yeah, especially right now, you know. And, and uh, so, but, but God's been so faithful to us. And in that mailer that you got uh, in your mailbox, um, it said on the back that we were going to answer the question, who is Coastline? Who is Coastline? So I want to just take the next 20 minutes or so and just briefly kind of share some thoughts with you about that. Our motto from when we started back in October of 2019 in that inland apartment, our motto has always been this, and it was on the banner out, out right by the front doors. No, uh, no Jesus. Let me go back one. There it is. No Jesus deeply. Show Jesus daily. That's our purpose. That's our goal, that's our model, that's our theme. Everything points back to that. Everything we do today points back to this. Uh, uh, we, we've done some other things for our community. Everything points back to this. This is our goal. This is our mission. Coastline, we are just a group of people that love Jesus, that love others, and that want to be used by God to do great things for him. That's who we are as a church. We don't have any agendas. Amen, amen. We don't have any agendas, any, any you know, uh, things like that. We're just a group of people that we, we want to... We want to better understand through the teaching and preaching of the Word of God how to make it in this life. Life's hard. Life's not easy. Uh, life has challenges. Every one of us have challenges. And, and who are we? Coastline? Listen, we're just people that want to better understand from the Word of God how we can make it, how we can survive in this life, how we can help others. We're a community of believers that want to pour the love of Christ, that the love that He's given to us, we want to pour that right back into our community, however we can, however we can. And with all that being said, all those things about us, you see around these banners uh, in, in, our, in our worship center here, these are our core values. And I'm just going to kind of read through them and let you know what they are. Uh, uh, we have Bible preaching back there. Bible preaching, um, the word of God communicated. That's one of our core values. We wanna, I don't want to just preach my opinion. I'm not going to do that. Who cares what I, you know, what I think? I want to preach what the word of God says. This is what's truth. Just because I think something to me is truth. Amen. The word of God communicated. That's one of our core values. Authentic worship. The praise of God given. I don't want our worship time to just be something that's kind of habitual. It's just part of our service. I want it to be real. I want to create an environment with our team by the spirit of God and by the grace of God where you from the seats can hear, can listen, can, can understand, and can worship him. This is That first part of the service, listen, we should live lives of worship, amen? Yes, everything we do. But to have a specific time with the community of other believers, uh, really the family of God, where we can all together lift our voices and worship God. Not just going through the motions, but praising his name because he's worthy of our worship. Authentic worship, the praise of God given. We also, one of our core values is to have a welcoming spirit. Uh, the heart of Jesus shown. We don't want to be a judgmental church. We don't want to, someone, if, if someone came in and, and tattered garments, and dirt, come on in, man, have a seat. Have some coffee. We want to have a welcoming, we want to have the heart of Jesus Christ. All are welcome to our church. A welcoming spirit. Love in action. The, the hands of Jesus working. That's one of our core values. We don't want to be all talk. Hey, we love people. We love our community. And then just care about each other, right? We don't want to do that. We want to have the love of Christ in action. A stand for truth. I mentioned that kind of goes with Bible preaching. Uh, the truth of Jesus lived out. 
We want to stand for truth. We want to live lives that are pleasing to God, that would honor God according to the word of God. And then the last one, gospel-centered, the work of Jesus anchored upon everything pointing back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of it, the Bible preaching, the authentic worship, it all points back to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And by the way, I preached a series on all those core values uh, about a year ago. They're all on our website, coastlinecc.org. You can grab one of our tracks back there, or there's a couple actually extra mailers. They're going to go in the trash after today because we're, we're here. The open house is here. But, so there's some back there on the table, the big ones you got in the mail. But that has our website on it. And all those core values sermons are up there if you wanted to listen to them, hear more about what we're doing. But we love our community. We do. We love, uh, uh, most of our team works in the community. My wife works at the local high school. My brother-in-law is coach of the DUI football team, one of the coaches there. We, we, we want to be involved in what's going on in Dennis and Yarmouth and the surrounding areas. We want to be part of it. It's not just about what's within these four walls. No, what's more important is what's outside of these four walls. We are an outwardly focused church. It, it, it's very easy for churches to get inwardly focused. Not on purpose, but it's very easy to just kind of begin to start things just for like, okay, we're going to do uh, this special thing for us. And, and we kind of forget that there's people outside these four walls that need Jesus Christ. They need the love of Christ shown to them. They need the hope of Jesus Christ in their lives. We want to be and strive to be, by the grace of God, an outwardly focused church. We want to continually be giving back, be giving back, be giving back, whether it's to local businesses we try to utilize it, like with Lambert's today and other things. Uh, we've tried to be a blessing to the local high school with different meals for the football teams and baseball teams, things like that. We donated some uh, 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 during Autism Awareness Month. We, we raised money as a church and gave it to one of the local autism therapy centers. And uh, we donated to the uh, fatherless ministry back in June for Father's Day. We want to help our local police department. We just want to pour back into our community. By the way, with no expectations. Not like, hey, we're going to give you this and then you better be here. No, we're not going to do that. We just want to love people like Jesus loves people. And on and on. We have ideas. We have vision for how God can use us in this community. Even on days like today, what an exciting day this is. But, but more important than all of that, more important than, than, than all of those things that we've talked about is, is this next part. And all those ideas, all that vision, it's based on the second part of our motto. Like I mentioned, the, the things we do for our local community that show Jesus daily. It's, that kind of all goes on to that. But the first part, before you ever show Jesus daily, you must know Jesus deeply. See, yeah, like you can, you can have love in action and action and you can help people and you can love people with the love of Jesus and you can show him in your life, but you'll never show Jesus in your life daily if you don't know Jesus deeply. That's why it's the beginning of our motto, of our theme, of our purpose, is to know Jesus deeply. I mentioned we've been going through the Gospel of John for several months now. I think since December we're on John chapter 6 in our series. And we're going to take that two-week uh, break for that new series, What to Do When Life Doesn't Make Sense. I hope you can be back for that next Sunday. This will be two weeks. I'm going to tell you, uh, we're going to go through the Old Testament, just a story about trials. But then we're going to continue in John after that uh, in just a few weeks. But we've been going through John and in, in talking about the life and ministry of Jesus and applying it in our own lives. And God's used it greatly in my life and in our church. But when we get to chapter 14, we haven't got there yet, we, we find to uh, what might be to some people a familiar passage, and the scripture's on the screen. If you have your Bible, you can turn to John 14. But in John 14, verse 1, Jesus had just told one of his disciples, Peter, right before this, his words here, that he was going to deny him. Peter had said, I'll, I'll, 
I'll give you my whole life. And Jesus said, Peter, before the night's over, you're going to deny me three times. Well, you think these guys that have followed Jesus through thick and thin so far, that would kind of be offensive. Like, what? Like, no way. That's not going to happen. And, and, and they're all upset. Jesus had just told Peter, you're going to deny me. And what did he say in the beginning? Right after this, John 14, it begins. And Jesus says to him, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And by the way, what a beautiful truth for us to hear this morning. No matter what we're facing, Jesus speaks into our lives. Hey, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. We can believe in Jesus. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Verse 4. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas, verse 5, said unto him, Lord, we, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we, we don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? And Jesus says this. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. See, I could stand up here as a pastor, as a preacher, and preach a message on how to be a good dad, how to be a good spouse, how to have success, working hard, and treating others with respect. You know, by the way, all those things are very, very important. And things that should be taught, yes, but there is nothing that I could say that is more important than the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There's nothing more important than that. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was God. The Bible says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 13 verses later, verse 14 says, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. Jesus is the word. He's, if God could say something, if, if we could see what God, that's Jesus Christ, the son of God, who was God. God became a man. Jesus, a little baby born in a manger, we celebrated on Christmas, grew up, lived a perfect life, performed miracles at a three-year ministry, three-and-a-half-year ministry, performed miracles and signs and wonders for three years, proving he was the Messiah, proving he was the one that all those Israelites, all those people there uh, in Israel had prayed for and waited for for centuries and centuries all throughout the Old Testament. He was the guy. He was the one. And he did all those things to show it. He was who he said he was. But they didn't believe him, did they? No. He willingly went to the cross. He was abused. He was persecuted. He died on an old rugged cross, spent three days in a borrowed tomb. And by the power of God, we celebrated on Easter, on Resurrection Sunday. Three days later, we sang it today. He rose again. He rose up from the dead, defeated the powers of hell and sin and death and made a way for us to share in that power, that same power that raised him from the dead. We can share today. Paul says it in Philippians, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Listen, makes a way for us to, to, to share that power and secure our eternity in heaven with God. Because when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, when you believe on Him, listen, you'll be saved. Romans 10, 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what the Scriptures say. Jesus can change your life. I'm telling you that this morning. Jesus can change your life. We could go around the room, all of us, every one of us, and I won't do that. But we could go around the room and talk about our struggles and issues and problems and secrets and trials and all these. We could all have different ones, and I bet we could talk for hours about all the things in our lives that weigh on us for hours. And life can sometimes seem hopeless. 
And faith sometimes seems so unreachable and, and anxiety can weigh down heavy on so many of us, including the guy up here. But we could also go around the room and hear the stories of the faithfulness of God. We could also go around and hear of the goodness of God and the miracles that we've seen and the grace that we've been given and the victories that we have in Jesus Christ and the freedom that's found in Jesus Christ. We could talk about that too. Listen, there's always a way out, my friend. There's always a way out. And it's Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way to real, lasting peace. He is the only way to secure eternity in a real place called heaven. It's Jesus Christ. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Romans 10.9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Listen, church, you can find peace in this life. You can find peace in this life. You can experience Real, lasting joy in this life. It's not out of reach for any of us. It's not. You can spend your eternity, when you pass away and die, you can spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. It's through Jesus Christ and His grace to us. John 3.16, you may know the verse, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For by grace are you saved. By the way, it's not about what we do. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, For by grace are you saved, through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Listen, we can live great, good, charitable lives, and that won't get you to heaven. The scriptures say not of works. It's not about the things we do, but it's about what Jesus already did. And it's his grace and faith. Amen. Amen. Yes, you're right. And church, I urge you, I urge you to give your heart to Jesus Christ. Give him your heart today. Can I tell you that he's changed my life. Jesus Christ has changed my life. He rescued me. It's easy sometimes to look at a pastor and be like, man, that guy's got it all together. <laughs> Fat chance. <laughs> man, I got my issues. I spent years trapped in addiction. And you know what got me out? Not trying really hard. Not keeping it all to myself. No, no, no. The grace of Christ. Transparency, honesty, openness, freedom in Christ. He rescued my life. He rescued my family. And he can do the same for you. If you give him your heart. If, if you stop trying so hard to, to figure out everything on your own, it's so easy, church, to just try to, man, just reel all of our problems in and keep them to ourselves, and we want to put that facade on that. We got everything together. Man, look at me. I'm great. And we go to work, and we go to school, and we go all these places. Like, I got it all together. And we know that deep inside we're lonely, we're alone, we don't have it all together, but we try to make it look what we are. Man, that's stressful. <laughs> man, that's going to make anybody anxious. Jesus can rescue you. He can not only secure your eternity. We talk about salvation and giving your heart to Christ. And oftentimes, growing up, I know I did this when I would teach the Bible and, and share the gospel with people all about heaven. One day you'll go to heaven. One day you'll see Jesus. One day you'll see your loved ones again. And I forgot that, you know what? For most people, that's a long way off. So it's almost like, hey, you're saved. Now you can go to heaven. Good luck for the next 50 years. 
Oh, thank God it's more than that. Thank God the gospel is more than just for our eternity. And thank God for our eternity. But the gospel is for now. The gospel is for here and now. Jesus Christ can give you peace. He can give you joy. He can change your life if you just let him. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. No one's looking around. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're sitting in your seat and you say, you know what? I, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've done wrong. And, and you're right, man. I can sometimes feel anxious. I can sometimes feel lonely. I can sometimes feel hopeless. That's me. That's me. No one knows, but I know. Man, I'm hurting. My heart's broken. I'm anxious. I'm fearful. I worry about the future. Man, I don't have no peace. Maybe that's you today. And you're thinking, man, if I died today, I don't know where I'd go. I don't know what would happen. I don't know if I go to heaven. I don't know if I go to hell. I don't know what would happen if I died today. But man, I, I, all I know is that I don't know about that and I don't know about right now. My life is tough. Can I challenge you to do something? Can I tell you, like I said, that Jesus loves you and he died for you? The Bible says we're all sinners, all of us, me, you, everybody. We've all done wrong. We've all sinned against God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the scriptures say. But the, the Bible also says the wages of sin is death. The payment for sin is death. There's a punishment for sin. It's rejection of God. The wage of sin is death. But it also says in Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth. He showed his love to us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died. He knew we were going to sin. He knew we would disobey him. He knew we wouldn't trust in him. And he died anyway for us and took the punishment for our sins, for the sins of the whole world, took the punishment upon himself, took the wrath of God upon himself and died on a cross for you because he loves you. That really happened. He loves you. And he rose again three days later from the grave and conquered death and conquered sin and defeated it. And the scriptures say, if you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Whosoever, whosoever means anybody. I don't care about your past. I don't care about what's going on right now in your life. Man, if you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. If you give him your heart, he'll take it. He, maybe you've had your heart broken so many times, he will not break your heart. He will not abandon you. That's our Savior. And if that's you this morning, you say, you know what, that's me, man. I know I'm a sinner, but I want Jesus in my life. I want to give my heart to Jesus this morning. You can pray a prayer like this right in your seat. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. You can pray a prayer like this in your heart. You can say, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I deserve hell, but you love me. You took my place. You died for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Please come into my heart. Please save me. I'm trusting you. I believe in what you did for me. Save me this morning. In Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. If that's you this morning, if you just prayed that prayer in your seat, no one's looking, by the way, just me. If you prayed that prayer this morning, would you just slip your hand up so I can see anybody at all? Say, I prayed that prayer. Thank you. Someone, I thank you. Someone else, thank you. Say, I prayed that prayer. No one's looking around. Anybody else? I prayed that prayer. Thank you. So if you're here this morning and you're a believer and you already have given your heart to Christ, listen, let's, let's get involved in the work of God. Open House Sunday is about welcoming you to our church. And not only welcoming, but inviting you to be a part. 
Oh, how would we would love to continue. We're going to continue serving God in our community, no matter how many people we have here. But, hey, you know what? The bigger the team, the more we can get accomplished for God's glory. We invite, we invite you to come back and be a part of what God's doing here at Coastline Baptist Church. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for being so good to us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. I ask you to be with the people here today. Thank you for our guests that came. Lord, thank you for, for just your faithfulness and getting, helping us get everything started and everything going here at the church. And God, it's just been awesome, Lord. And we thank you for it. I ask you to bless the next few weeks, Lord, that we have as a church. Help people to come back and be a part of what you're doing here. Lord, for those who prayed and asked you to save them this morning, Lord, would you help them uh, uh, to ask questions if they have any and, and begin to grow in you, Lord. In our church, people that are here, Lord, help us to continue reaching out. Lord, you are the answer. You are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. We love you, and we thank you for being so good to us. Thank you again for listening to the Coastline Baptist Church Podcast. We hope the message was an encouragement to your heart. Please connect with us through our website, coastlinecc.org, or on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message, send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd also love if you could visit us for a Sunday morning service. You can find our address on our website, and our services start at 10 a.m. Our mission at Coastline is simply this, to know Jesus deeply and to show Jesus daily. I hope that we've helped you do that in your life today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.